0: Welcome to the 240th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on July 8th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who still hasn't lost his air fryer virginity, Carlos Rodella. I don't have one yet. You're right. That's right. You're still an air fryer virgin, bro. Well, wow, you come up with
1: the weirdest intros, but they all seem to work. Uh, you um, know,
0: it's it's a challenge, a personal challenge every week to come up with something.
1: Yeah. Man, now you're saying that I need to go order one on Amazon, like
0: pronto. You got to do it because you can cook literally anything in this thing. Like a, a couple nights ago, we were hot. Nobody wanted to cook, and we had the air fryer out. I'm like, man, we're going to throw some shit in there and see if it cooks because I don't want to cook anything, but if I can just throw it in there let's do that and we're like all right let's try egg rolls yep and that cooked just fine let's try let's try pizza yep fucking cook just fine oh, let's man. try like and, like chicken nuggets yep that's fine french fries of course that's fine like anything anything you throw in there it fucking cooks in exactly 10 minutes it doesn't matter what the fuck it is you could throw in a goddamn pot roast and it would come out like just fine in 10 minutes it's like amazing
1: wait did you just go through all your groceries in one night <laughs> you're like I mean, and let's just try something else screw it we're not like, gonna eat it
0: Random air fried tapas night. It was like two bites of like 15 different right. things. And it was all cooked perfectly crispy.
1: Well, that's so that's so um, uh, of the moment right now, because I I was just telling you before the podcast, it's kind of nice out now. It's not like baking hot here in Seattle anymore. But in my room, I'm in the studio room on the fifth floor. It still gets hot. And so I was like, I want a pizza tonight, but I don't want the oven on. So I'm going to just that bitch. do it. I got to order one right now. All right, let's not talk about food. and talk about video games.
0: Let's talk about video games. All right. As we usually do, let's uh, kick it off with our first segment, folks. We live in a shared space, a big house divided down the middle by a strip of duct tape. My side this week, I don't have a damn thing. Carlos, what you got on your side for housekeeping this week?
1: Wow, that's amazing. I have a few things. I have quite a few things because I took some notes on the state of play that happened today. Oh, um,
0: you know, I forgot about that. You know, it, it's funny, too, also, just as a quick aside. I don't know if anybody remembers the odd couple, but like if we were to do an odd couple bit on this, I would definitely be Felix and you would definitely be Oscar.
1: Oh, yeah. Wait, for sure. Wait, I want to say, yeah, but
0: now I forgot who, who, which one is which. I am the, the super neat uptight guy and you are the messy slobo guy.
1: Oh, no, I'm going to say no to that. <laughs> oh, in this scenario. In this the scenario, because you've always
0: got stuff on your side of the house.
1: OK, you're right. Yes. OK, I just took offense because I was like, hey, my, my house is in order. In no, it's like
0: theoretical, you know, like like the abstract yes. house that we live in here. Yes.
1: Okay, I agree. So, anyways, on my let me just start with the state of play because that happened today at the time. Yeah, I totally missed
0: it. I don't know anything about it, dude.
1: Uh, it, it wasn't much, you know. Um, it's really interesting because state of play and a bunch of other uh, companies, not only Sony, copied the Nintendo Direct, which happened, you know, I don't know when it first one started, but sure. a long time ago now, and. I've never been a fan of those, like, I just don't like the feeling of the pre-recorded audio messages and then showing a trailer. I'll deal with it because I'm interested in new game stuff, but I don't know, it feels a little artificial. Nintendo can get away with it because they do like cute little snapping of the fingers and I don't know, some funny stuff, but the state of the play just feels devoid of all life, you know? And I'm a Sony person, although again, I, I don't believe in fanboy stuff, but I love my PlayStation. But I've always really been really really bored when state of plays happened, and this kind of was no different. I just I was like, okay, I, it's cool. I get to see new, new trailers, um, and that's basically what they showed. They just showed a bunch of trailers. One for uh, Moss Book Two, so the new VR game Moss. Is it still in VR? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's a new one of those. There's of Mageden or something, and it's a another uh, multiplayer shooter game arena. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Um, and then tribes, it looks like kind of like Diablo with Cell shaded. It's also multiplayer online kind of, you know, Diablo game.
0: Does that have anything to do with the old game called tribes?
1: I don't know. I feel like it was using the same logo. I didn't do any homework. So, oh, okay. I don't know.
0: I mean, I used to play tribes like a million years yeah, ago. A million with years. Friends. That, but, that was I like mean... third
1: person though, wasn't it?
0: Uh, God, was it? I, think I remember jetpacks. I remember like rocket jumping. Yeah, it was I,
1: like mini third person or something. Anyways, this looks like top down like Diablo game. So that's right, different. That's different. Uh, they showed uh, Hunter's Arena again, um, another battle royale, but with fighting. So I guess that's uh, kind of cool. But again, okay. don't maybe. care
0: about battle royale games. Sure, sure.
1: Um, they showed Sifu, which looked interesting. I didn't know what it was, but it seemed like some sort of action game with karate. A Kung Fu style, but then, like, it showed the character aging.
0: So it hmm. just showed
1: him, like, 20 years old, and then he was fighting. He had, like, 40 years old. Then he had gray hair, and he was 50 years old, and he was still fighting. So I don't know what that means, but seems okay. interesting. I mean,
0: age is something that games haven't really explored in any real meaningful way, so that'd be a lot of territory to cover there. That might be interesting.
1: I know. It might be interesting. Uh This one is my favorite one they mentioned, and it made me, like, you know, excited. I watched the whole state of play. Uh It's called Jet with two Ts, and it's a space game, kind of like a No Man's Sky, but for most of the part of the game, you're flying around a little spaceship that's kind of a small spaceship on the screen, not a big one, Mm -hmm. and it feels like Flower or like, you know, Flow or one of those games.
0: Did we see this at E3? I feel like what you're describing is familiar to me.
1: I didn't, so if you did, I don't think we mentioned it on the show. Mm, Okay. And it's like a very unique art style. It's made by mainly three or four people. And they spend years on it. It's beautiful. I mean, go after this is over. You, Brad Gelly, go watch the trailer. Anybody listening right now, just Google uh, Jet J E T T. It's like number one on my list. It says it's coming out this year. Okay. And uh, it just looks really cool. There is some like go down into the planet, first person, look around, and like you know see different worlds and stuff. But Mm -hmm. a lot of it seems to be this like really interesting uh, flow, uh, pun intended. Of the spaceship flying through these different like you know scenarios and planets, so interesting. Jet. Okay. Also, they show Demon Slayer, the anime now game. So that's coming out pretty soon.
0: And I am not familiar with that at all, but I know that some friends in my feed really like that a lot. Have you seen that anime? I watched is-
1: it. Some of my friends are like religious about it. Um, I didn't love it, and again, that makes
0: me a bad. Is it person. like on Netflix or where can I track? Yeah, this down? I think it is on Netflix.
1: Cheese, I don't know. It might not be. It might be like one of those cartoon crunchy
0: rolls or something. Oh, dude. Quick aside. Quick aside. Anime. Yes. Uh, I was talking to some really good friends on Twitter. What's up, Mikey? Um, and he recommended that I watch Food Wars, which is an anime on Netflix. I don't watch a lot of anime. So usually when I'm watching one, it's because someone has recommended it to me. Mm. Right. And so uh, he and I talk food all the time. And he knows I like to cook. He likes to cook. And so he's like, oh, you know, this is a cool cooking oriented anime. You might like it. I'm like, cool. So I uh, sit down with the family. Oh, the one, the one warning he gave me, he's like, yeah, it's really cool. The recipes are kind of like, you know, like real life. But he's like, you know, there's a little bit of fan service in it. And I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. No big deal. Uh, so we start watching it. It's me on the couch. My son is uh, next to me. And then the wife is on the far end of the couch. We're watching this. Uh, first episode. Very first episode. Within about three or four minutes, there is a female character getting gangbanged by what? peanut butter squid tentacles. Oh, my and goodness. And I go fucking diving for the remote. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And my wife's like, what the hell are we watching? And I'm like, oh, man. What? So, yeah, yeah, that was that was a huge parental fail. And I, I think squid tentacle peanut butter flavor gangbang goes a little bit beyond fan service. I think that yeah that. that needed a stronger descriptor but anyway uh yeah funny story that happened to me although it's funnier now than it was
1: back then. in the moment yeah and also i was confused by when you started saying words i was like tentacles make sense peanut butter confused
0: yeah it's you know because it's food oriented so it's kind of like a recipe yeah anyway let's get off of the tentacle
1: well pun intended oh we do those a lot okay Uh, so then also they mentioned uh lost judgment which is the new judgment game if you like those you'd like it um i don't i'm on the fence with did you play the first one i i think i played a demo of it and it was like oh yeah it's um it's just like the other game
0: uh yakuza yeah it's yakuza
1: Um, man
0: i love these games but dude like everyone is like a giant commitment and they're all i mean let's let's be real right they're all kind of similar so i love them i know i love them but i don't want to play them too close together because playing one feels like playing the other ones and uh man i mean i don't know like i just those are they're like one once every two years for me is kind of of a good pace for those. And I feel like there's a lot right now.
1: There's a lot. Remember, I think I just went back to the one that is more RPG oriented and I liked
0: it. Oh yeah. Like a dragon. That's a good one, but it's still
1: so much soap opera story and so much, like you said, investment.
0: Yeah. Um, You got to get into it. It's like, it's like a thing. You got to do that thing. That's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's a new one of those out. Uh, A couple more things is death stranding director's edition. Now our director's cut. You know, originally it was like, fuck off. I'm not going to ever go back to that game. And I still probably won't. But what they showed in the trailer was much cooler than you would just think. It's not just like, they shouldn't even call the director's
0: cut. They should have called it like expanded edition or something. Well, What is what is what is new? Other than, I'm sure they did like, you know, 4K or whatever, 50K. Not, or yeah, but it's not that even stuff.
1: that. It's not even the graphics. Okay. It's like okay. a poop ton is new. So they had not only like new battles and new story, you know, which of course, you know, is, is kind of a the big part of anybody going back to a game to get new, you know, missions and stories. But also they had, like, new just features in the game to make things easier. Like, you can do this thing called a catapult delivery. So instead of actually walking it there, you just shoot it out of a cannon.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of the game? Well, not
1: if you're doing those for a few things. You know, remember those menus we had? We had, like, 8 million deliveries. Sure. So if you say you could do, like, three of them by catapult, you know, and you don't get all the resources or something. You just get, like, half of the Whatever it is. Oh, lower like reward. Lower or reward. Okay. And then there's a robot buddy that
0: can help you. And you can ride on the robot buddy. Oh, I'm a sucker for robot buddies. God damn it. I, I know. love this game, but I don't want to play it again. But uh, I do I want a robot buddy.
1: Robot Buddy looked cool. Fuck. And then there's story missions. And then this is the craziest thing. There's car races.
0: They're what? just straight
1: up fucking tracks with cars and you can race. Who are you racing? Like AI? I don't know. I didn't real just, players? No, I don't think real players. I, you know, I don't know. They just showed cars all of a sudden in a track, and I was like, "What's happening?" But they kept in this trailer, which you can watch. They just kept introducing new things, and I was like, "When is this going to end?" They and they were like, "And now this," and then you could do this. So I'm actually missing some, but they went through like fifteen things.
0: Oh Jesus! Oh, okay, well that's a lot. That's well, a lot more than I was expecting. But that's a lot more. That again like Yakuza is kind of a commitment and I loved it the I mean the story is still horseshit it's just like flaming diarrhea but the gameplay amazing I love the gameplay and I do think about the game a lot I really enjoyed it but oh dude if I play that again that's going to be like 80 hours out of my life oh I man know. how am I going to make time for that I know well you could
1: obviously just take your save game and just do the new missions right like if you Oh wanted is that to... the
0: thing you don't have to start from the beginning I don't think so I would I would think that would be oh, a... to if destruct- I could just dip in if yeah. I could just dip in and pick up where I left off, that might be that might be a deal. I
1: think that's helping. They, they have to do that. They'd be crazy not to because yeah, the amount of stuff they're adding, fan service, like true fan service, or like just quality of life stuff, uh, it would be weird that they would make you do it all over again. So that's that. That was shown off and pretty surprising, by the way, in the okay. state of
0: play. Okay, that's better than I thought.
1: Yep. And the last one was Deathloop. They just kind of went into Death Loop some more because it was delayed. I think it is finally coming out this year, they said. And, you know, I love Arcane. I love um, this style of game. I love Dishonored. I don't know if I'm going to like this because it is so focused on dying a bunch and some online stuff. Yes. So, yes. like, there's a basically a character that shows up at some point in the game if you haven't, like, done things in a certain time. And the character that shows up is your nemesis, but that nemesis is controlled by somebody else, like a real person. Oh, interesting. And that's, again, very interesting. And I like all the things, when I watch it, I go, that's interesting. But the dying in a loop, you know me, uh, Souls games, dying a bunch, not a fan. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of, like, I love the worlds they create, and the style's really cool. But I might have noped out of it already just by seeing, like, you know, the general gameplay I don't want to do. Right, right. Um,
0: You know, side note, tangent, speaking of dying a bunch, I know you already know this, but. Uh, you know, I'm still playing uh, Returnal. I, I hate that game. I don't know that I want to say it's a hate play. I oh, don't know that it's quite it. a hate play. You, you have mean, to be maybe. hate playing it. Yeah, I might be hate playing it. But I have been playing like maybe one or two runs a day. Like I get up, I do a run. If I get good luck, great. If I get bad luck, whatever. And I've been chipping away at it. And today, finally got past the third biome. I was stuck there for like a week and a half or two weeks. Just could not get past that boss. I was just fucking hating life. I was just angry at the world finally got a good run and I just like pulled it off and got past and it uh it was a I don't, I don't know that it feels good or satisfying because I think there's some underlying bitterness there but I <laughs> I am making slow progress and I still think that game is fucked up in like 27 different ways uh, but it's it's become that game is kind of my nemesis uh, kind of similar to the ah. one we just talked about I feel like I don't want this game to defeat me so it's stupid and dumb, and I don't usually get like that. But something about this one is just kind of pissing me off. So,
1: But wait, hold on. So you beat that third biome, and now yes. when you start over, is there a shortcut to get to the third
0: biome? Well, so how it works in general is that every time you beat a boss, you open up a shortcut that goes directly to the next biome. So you beat boss one, there's a shortcut to area two. You beat boss two, there's a shortcut to area three. I just beat boss three today, so I'm expecting that there will be a shortcut to area four and uh that's basically how it goes so you don't need to go through like one two three four you can just go one four and just yeah. keep going like that. but then you don't know.
1: you aren't you weaker because you didn't like beef yourself up and or yeah
0: you... you basically have to kind of go through the first biome every single time unless you want to just like roll the dice and hope you get super lucky but i think the smart move is to kind of hoover things up in the first biome and then <sighs> go to whatever the next one is so I'll, my runs now will be looking like by him one By him 4 boss. And then we'll see how that goes. This is still giving me anxiety. I want to. It's stop giving me anxiety, dude. Yeah. Like, every okay.
1: day. Well, that's interesting you're doing it. And thank you for the update. I will uh, see you in a, in a year or so when you've beaten it. Oh,
0: God. Seriously. Yeah, maybe. I, fingers yeah. crossed, dude. I don't know. You'll
1: just come on the podcast and it'll be the first piece of housekeeping. You'll just scream like, I victory!
0: It! I finished it! Yeah, we'll see.
1: Okay. <laughs> Uh, a couple more pieces of housekeeping. That was the state of play. That was it. That was all. Um, the other piece of housekeep, housekeeping was uh, obviously, if you unless you've been living under a rock, Nintendo Switch has a new model coming out. There's some pros or some cons. Oh,
0: man. What a non event that was. Everybody was so excited that morning. And then once the announcement came out, we were all doing the wah, wah.
1: wah. That's funny because I literally didn't know that it was going to happen. You know how. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Certain people like. And just that's how the internet works. You go, you're offline, you're doing something else, you're just not you know, paying attention to Twitter. So I just like went on to Twitter and I saw people just retweeting a video of like a new switch. And I was like, oh, uh, but what it is, is o- o- OLED screen, OLED screen. And it has an ethernet port, um, which I don't think the original did, which is Wi-Fi, right?
0: Oh, I missed that part. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah. Which again is good. Cause that's like a regular system. It should.
0: Yeah. I should have one. Yeah. It's
1: a docking one. So it's not just a portable and it has a seven inch screen, which I guess is bigger than my switch. Light.
0: It's like a little bit bigger. It's not hugely bigger. It's just like a, a skosh bigger.
1: Yeah, a skosh, which is not going to get me out of bed to pay for that damn thing. A skosh, no thanks. No, no and no. neither OLED at all. But I, I have a, I have a con, and then I have like a, a, an argument against my con. The con is, <laughs> well, I'm trying to serve. I love all that you like you
0: have an argument, and then you immediately counter yourself. That is like that's next level. Bro. Well,
1: it's next level because it's the counter argument from the internet. So I'm I'm like prefacing it already. So here's my thing and a bunch of people's things. It's not a truly next-gen system still. It doesn't have 60 frames per second, which after you've gone that way, again, it's kind of hard to go back. You have to see it for your own eyes. I mean, I'm you know, people play 60 frames per second, but it's just nuts. Like it, it won't have that, and it won't have 4K. So it'll just be like a 1080p or even 720p video game system. And right. in general, you know, you got 8-bit, you know, or not 8-bit, uh, you know, 16-bit style graphics and stuff. And so maybe some of those games don't need it. But again, you're going to spend this kind of money. You want a new system. So that was my negative. I'm like, of course I'm not going to buy it because it's not truly an upgrade. And I don't think those little things are enough for me to buy it. The internet was like, wait, what do you want 4K and 60 frames per second? Do you want your hands to be on fire? <laughs> because the technology would just burn your hands up. So out. hot, yeah. So hot. Actually hot. And my answer to that is fucking invent the technology then. Like, you know what I mean? Or don't don't deliver this one now. If it really does get hot, I don't know they might be talking on their ass. But you know, at some point the technology will be available to do 4K in your hands.
0: It's funny you say that, dude, because literally just last night I was playing some Xbox, Xbox X to be specific. And I got up. And I walked over to the unit because I was putting something on the shelf that was behind the unit, and I'm like, "Damn, this motherfucker's hot! Like there was so much heat coming off of the top of that thing. you ever put your hand on top of it when
1: it's yes. hot?" Yes, I did like a TikTok that video you a long time bacon ago. on that thing, dude. It's like, and then plus, it's a fan, like it just blows right up. Yeah, and I was so like, Fuck, it's crazy. I'm to get
0: some muffin mix and just lay it on top, play some game. 15 minutes, I got some motherfucking muffins.
1: Oh, that would do well on the internet. People oh would watch God. that video.
0: That's gonna be that's gonna be a gif I'm gonna put out, dude. Like Xbox muffins.
1: All right, but yeah, so it's hot, right? So whatever. But then I just I still don't want it, though. Look, like, at you're right. You're not going to get this.
0: Oh, no, no. I mean, so like so me and the wife were talking about this because we both love the switch a lot. So like if you don't have a switch, this is great. Like definitely get this one. OLED screens like the, the Vita head are beautiful. It's a great screen. It's really good quality. It looks sharp. Um, it's slightly bigger. So, I mean, you know, in this particular case, bigger is better. Um, and that's fine. Uh, you know, Ethernet port. That's great. But it's not enough to get me to upgrade. I mean, it's, like, barely different than the Switch I already have. So it's, it's not going to move the needle for me. But, I mean, in regards to the other stuff, I mean, I love the Switch. I have a million games on the Switch. I play the Switch, like, literally every day. But everything that I play is either, like, a small indie or it's a 2D pixel sort of a thing. Like, I'm not playing anything, like, big, you know, 3D. I mean, I guess probably the next 3D thing I'll play will probably be, um, you know, whatever that new uh, Skyward Sword, maybe. Or maybe the next... Uh, um, not Wind Wager. What's the other one? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like 99% of the stuff I play is like 2D pixel based indie stuff. And so like, it's perfect for the switch. Like I love that stuff. And then when I want something big, I just go to the PS five or the Xbox. So I'm, I'm not really caring that the switch doesn't have the same horsepower because it fills a niche that I feel like the other ones, um they kind of fill, but not as well as the switch does.
1: I just have one th- thought on that. Well, obviously I've talked about it before, but you know, I'm just off the Nintendo bandwagon or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Truck. Yeah. And I haven't been back on for a long time. And, and again, the indie games that I can play, not to be an asshole, but a lot of the ones that you play are on steam, right? Like, Oh yeah. And but, I mean, not, I don't play
0: a shit on steam, right? I know, so but I, a lot yeah. of people
1: are not like you and they're not afraid of their PC and they will play a shit ton of games on steam. I mean, Steam's seems making like, you know, they're just printing money. Sure. So, sure. and I have a controller that goes into my nice, you know, 32 inch, you know, uh, screen on my PC So I can play games with the controller and everything. So I just feel like there's nothing there for me, really, specifically. And I'm just so, like, kind of craving for the old school Nintendo stuff. And also, I want, like, the next-gen Nintendo. And I think it's just interesting because I think I'm not alone. And there's a lot of money left on the table that they're not getting from me. And they might not get from me for years which just seems like a, a missed opportunity because I'm going to spend all that money, let's say hundreds and hundreds of dollars every year, on PlayStation or Xbox.
0: Well, and what I- would you what would you want though? Because you're not really a hardcore first person Nintendo guy. Like you never seem to me like you're not hardcore on the Mario train or you're not hardcore on the um, you know like that Squid Squid Kid game. What the fuck is that called? Oh, the Splatoon. Squids. Splatoon. Yeah, like you don't really go in for the first party stuff on Nintendo. Okay, okay. It's uh, now
1: we're in a tangent. The the issue is, I don't know. I don't know if Nintendo knows what Nintendo is because while they're yes, of course, they're first party. I want to call them like you know not as mature games. Let's
0: just call it that you know family friendly games. Yeah,
1: right. So that they're still doing, even though Smash Brothers, you know, everybody in their, under the sun plays that, and it's but it's still more like friendly to for families. So that's one style, but then they are poured a bunch of stuff like so all of a sudden Bayonetta's on there, right? and it's kind of a mat- more mature game and it's an action game that I would play or something. Uh, and that was I think originally Nintendo exclusive. So it's just like there's no exclusives that are interesting to me, but then every once in a while there is. So I get confused, you know, I, like it just it's, it reminds me of back in the day when No More Heroes showed up for like GameCube or Wii or something. And I was like, "Oh, I love that game and that was exclusive and I had to have a Nintendo system to play it." See what I'm saying? Like I I I'm saying two things. One, I don't know if Nintendo has made a decision on what they are because they keep bringing other stuff over going like oh yeah you can also play that on the switch And i'm like do i want to because what what's the reason for console person ps5 xbox person to play it on their switch when they can just play it on their big tv and then if it's like oh i should want the new nintendo whatever system for the first party that doesn't interest me so i guess i don't know I, i i what i would like is like Like, some new Nintendo first-party stuff that wasn't just kiddie stuff.
0: So you want Nintendo to not be Nintendo, then? To why though? I mean, like, those needs are being met, like, amply by Xbox and PlayStation. And then there's a ton of stuff on PC as well. I mean, here's how I see it. You want a bunch of indie stuff that you can play on your couch or in bed or on the bus or whatever. That's me. Cause I love playing stuff, you know. I don't do anything on PC, so I want all those games. I can take them with me. I play them in my bed, like every single night, dude. You know that. Yeah. On the couch, whatever. And then, if you want to play the first party Nintendo stuff, they're gonna bring it out when they bring it out. And that's it. Like otherwise, you should be playing on the Xbox or the PS5.
1: I am. I guess I don't know the. I don't know what I'm trying to get at right now, but um, the long and the short of it is, I'm not buying this system, and I'm not upgrading, (laughs) which for sure, uh, and I. But I'm also frustrated because, you know, like the end of the day, we always talk about text being too small and an OLED screen is easier to see and it's slightly bigger, but I don't want to spend the money. so Nah,
0: not worth it. Not worth it. All right. Anyway,
1: sorry about the Nintendo tangent. I'll have to try to like formalize my thoughts on that. I'm just frustrated because I grew up with Nintendo, you know, and like, I don't know, some of those games, Acaria Warriors, that wasn't like kid friendly they were bad graphics, you know. They weren't like realistic, mature graphics. But I feel like when I had my Nintendo, okay, I'm back in real quick. I played like Top Gun, <laughs> you know what I mean. I played like Knight Rider. I played like I don't know, uh, 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 Contra, you know, shooting sure. fools. And then I also played Super Mario Brothers. But it was a system that was just a system. And Super Nintendo, sure. same. It was like uh, Pilot Wings, you know what I mean? And weird, you know, um, flying games. But then also like zombie games and stuff. I don't know. It just feels different now. It feels like it's never gotten out of the past for me.
0: I mean, it's a totally different era, dude. I mean, they were the biggest gorilla on the playground back then. They were the only game in town. So it made sense that they would bring everything to it. But, you know, we got a big three now instead of a big one or even, you know, a big two, if you want to take the Genesis era into account. I mean, it's just uh, those games still exist. They just look different and they're on a different platform. They're they're not going to nintendo because they're not the optimal platform for those i mean different story back in the 90s or 80s or whatever uh it's just a different different time
1: okay i will say this though this is my last statement i still do uh stick with the idea that it is a little bit of a split personality when they release games though right because if we look at like one of the nintendo x we'll see like demon slayer or something right like a new you know game that you would get on your main xbox or ps uh, playstation system and you'd be like oh cool but then it's just like 10 first party titles that you know aren't the same style of game so okay let's i digress uh one more piece of housekeeping is resident evil infinite darkness came out on netflix Do you i care? heard about
0: that i heard about i don't care but i will watch it
1: it's cg so it's cg movies or episodes
0: it's not hand i thought it was hand-drawn animation no, no it's
1: computer generated like final fantasy style interesting yeah
0: i, I mean i i don't care but I will watch it and and by that, I mean, I'm interested to watch a scary movie and see some monsters get shot. but I don't really care if it lines up with Resident Evil Canon and I have no emotional investment in what characters show up. I will watch it simply for you know, one hour or ninety minutes of just like monsters getting got and then whatever happens happens.
1: I have a minor spoiler for you.
0: Okay, sure. I don't care. Nothing. You can't spoil me on this. It don't matter.
1: I know. And for anybody listening. So I watched just the beginning of it before like the title sequence. Uh-huh. And it's like military people, which I don't mm-hmm. know if it, the whole thing's going to be military, but it seemed like they're going to be a part of it. And they, you know, okay, it doesn't matter. Just watch. It's like the first two minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about <laughs> listeners. They die, right? Like they, you think they're going to be victorious and like be awesome. And sure. they just die. But like, and then they're like fucking body parts and stuff. And I go, that's the thing that I don't. Like when it's just in any like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we talk about it a lot like things that just feel like hope is dashed on the rocks. I'm out. Like I don't want to watch anything, any sort of content that has to be like, hey, you thought this people were going to be OK? Nope. They're they're dead. Game of Thrones, you know, asterisks next to them. And they're also like it's going to be gory, you know. So it, in the first like two minutes, like these people who are, I don't know, I wasn't attached to them at all. But they like go to do something, and then like now they're dead, and they're they're hung up, and their body parts. And I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna watch it.
0: I mean, that seems kind of like par for the course for Resident Evil.
1: I know. I for, I'm just I can't deal with it. I, I mean, get Resident
0: it. Evil's not for you.
1: It isn't. I think I've been saying that this whole podcast <laughs> series. What did,
0: what did you watch it?
1: For? I don't know, because you know, <laughs> just gotta see. <laughs> moving on. Let's go to video moving games. on. Moving that was on. a tangent-filled household. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like am you. Felix or whatever his name. No, you're Oscar. You're I'm Oscar. Oscar on that yeah.
0: one. And everybody who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, about, <laughs> <laughs> about the odd couple, please like Google it real quick. I mean, it used to be a really famous TV show. It was a play. It's a thing from like a million years ago. You have to be an old person to get that reference. So sorry and, yet, about
1: that. and anybody, yeah, sorry about that. And anybody listening who just listened to my Nintendo rant, and I don't even know what I said just now. That's how this podcast happens lots lot of times. Please just tweet me at Onawa, O-N-A-W-A and say, I understand what you mean. Because I think someone does. I'm trying to make a point. I don't know what it is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Maybe someone on Twitter knows what your point is. Okay, thank you. All right, let's get into games. We've got a lot of games to talk about. Carlos, we're going to talk to you first. Let's do a Greedfall check-in. We talked about this uh, game at length in the last episode. Uh, We were both going to jump in and play some Greedfall, which I believe we both did. Carlos, give us the 411. How are you doing with Greedfall? What's up? What's what's the word? It's
1: just like Scarface. Uh, not Scarface. Godfather Part 3 when Al Pacino goes, every time they, I get out, they pull me back in. Iconic. Yeah. And that's what this is. Greedfall. I was out. I was totally out. I had beat the game. Um, there was no DLC at the time. I was out, though. I was like, this is a great time. I liked a lot of my choices. I made some mistakes. Now, I'm so back in. Fred Galloway. And I'm so excited cuz I'm, you know, working towards something which is DLC that I haven't played. And I haven't got there yet, but I am 12 hours in. How long okay. are you in? How far are you in? Uh,
0: I got about 6, maybe 8.
1: Okay, okay. But you're not you have you left the island or are you to the island now?
0: Uh, here's what happened. I did all of the stuff in the prologue area, which you don't really know is a prologue until you finish it. Yeah, uh, when you're in the, the dock, the you know, whatever the, the town area did all those quests, uh, got to the island, did a bunch of quests there. And then I just stopped. I just I fell off, fell off real hard.
1: Wait, you fell off as in you didn't like what was
0: happening. You didn't like the game. Yeah, I kind of just stopped playing, man. It's kind of weird. I, uh, I got into it and I was starting really well. And I think I was doing some soul searching about this, right, because on paper, it seems like everything is in my column here. It's got, like, you know, cast characters, you're exploring a new place. It's kind of like, you know, open-ish RPG, you know, build a party, etc., etc. But I think I it's think a problem for me um, is that I just didn't feel attached to anybody. Like, we, we got through that opening prologue, and that was fine. It was just kind of getting to know you phase. And then we get to the island, and then you start doing stuff. But by that point, I mean, I was already a couple hours in, and I just, like... I just didn't feel attached to anybody like I just didn't really care about what was happening and so I start negotiating peace between the natives which I mean can we just talk for a minute about how goofy the natives are on that island like we, that was really
1: strange to me we can't because they're my main connection to this game oh man So we like can I agree oh, to disagree they we have can totally yes they, they have they. some hokey stuff but the point is I'll tell you why I, I can't in a minute but finish that's fine, your thought. that's fine
0: yeah so that was so that was, was like a big thing for me. Like the way that they portray the indigenous people on the island was really strange to me. Uh, but I just I just was playing and I'm like like why am I doing this? Like I don't feel invested either way. Like I don't have any feelings on my main character. I don't have any feelings on the people in my party. Like it's all fine. Nothing wrong with it. I just didn't feel any attachment to them. And like I stepped away from the game, came back and I'm like, what am I doing? Where was I going? What was going on? Like I just it just, it faded so fast. Once I put it down for a day, I was like, "Ah, eh, I don't think this is it, man.
1: Okay. Well, let me give you a perfect uh, counterpoint then on uh-huh. why I am like even more drawn to it. And it's very interesting. Again, I don't know how many of our listeners uh, are native or know someone in native because yes, the indigenous people in this, uh, in this game aren't, you know, native American and they're, they have like weird ways because it's a video game and um, you know, there's, actually
0: multiple tribes, right? So I'm sure you haven't met everybody. And I've I mean, just for just a moment, let's just let's just let's just be really super honest here. Okay. So like the very first time I met one of the natives, like, I don't want to offend anybody at all. And I'm just saying this just to be just to really illustrate what I'm coming from here. I I felt like it was a guy doing blackface. And I'm like, what is going on? It was like a guy who like his body was kind of white, but his face was painted black. And he was talking in a weird Scottish but not Scottish accent and I'm like I just feel very uneasy about everything that's in front of me right now and I don't know what's happening and I just it was weird and I'm like I feel like maybe this is going to be offensive to some people
1: no no I I I was just it was
0: freaking me out man okay I
1: I know there's a couple here's the here's the big problem is that remember this is a PS4 game and the PS5 graphics kick in with the with the environments really well Right, like I would, you got to admit, it's like beautiful. Oh, looking, yeah, it's beautiful. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's. Beautiful. But the the face models and the the characters, they feel like PS4 still. So I think I know some of the names you're talking about, and I just think the graphics are bad in those particular senses instances. And again, I met all these tribes, and I was going to say there's more than one type of tribe. It's not all the same looking people, right right? right? right. And they also didn't even sound all the same. Like some are more like eloquent, some are like you know more tribal so there's a lot of people and a lot of different styles so yeah they're not all looking like that character you saw and then secondly yeah just i sort was of saying being like native and stuff it's just like a fun um again there's not many games that have me be sure it sure. makes
0: perfect sense like
1: yes. side with anybody who is like hey white man get out of here right so again i love that and in general this is a minor spoiler again if there's minorities or natives or whatever listening like this game if you want it to be and which is what i'm doing right now you can 100 be like i don't like the evil like well i shouldn't say evil i don't like the factions because they all have like their own like little agendas but if you play the game through and this is again minor spoiler the natives really don't have any agendas and it's kind of refreshing to be like no they just want to be left the fuck alone and that's what my people did. Like, I can say that. Like, that's what we wanted to do. We just didn't want anybody to come fuck with us. And that's what the whole game is. Like, you know, there's other things you could do. You can side with factions. There are some good people, in, you know, on all the sides, as they say, uh, or some asshole said once. But, uh, you know, it is really about if you, if you go down and look at it, it's like these Native people, um, you know, you could, you could side with them 100%. So that's what I'm doing this game for and why I'm so excited because last time I fucked up a little bit because it's like a Fallout game you know, where you make choices and they actually do have crazy different consequences.
0: Sure, Like sure. people
1: can like straight up die in the middle of the game or whatever. Like big stuff can happen. So I am very carefully 100%ing my like, a, like attachment to the natives. So every other faction literally is zero. Like no one else, I say I, I come from the city of merchants or whatever, so they like me because I'm from there.
0: But everybody else,
1: it's just red. <laughs> it's just like no, we don't, we don't care for don't
0: him. Don't trust. Do not like. No. Nope, yes. Yeah. And
1: I'm only siding with the natives. So again, it it's very specific on why I'm playing it. Um, but I also do love the combat and the combat role, which I don't think you unlocked yet. I'm guessing.
0: Um, you no, know, I I do have affection for the combat i think the combat is actually pretty good i rolled a magic user oh yeah that's um, right yeah and i thought actually the magic combat was actually pretty fun like you got a magic block you've got like kind of a dash or a dodge sort of thing you can shoot fireballs i mean it's it's pretty fun like i don't have a lot of complaints about it in a mechanical sense i mean i think mechanically it's fine i mean clearly a ps4 game like I said but that's okay that's no problem at all i just i just didn't feel emotionally invested enough i mean you've clearly got like the indigenous connection that totally makes sense i see what you're talking about there but for me when I was I mean and I also sided with that faction a lot like as much as possible um you know tried for peaceful resolutions and tried to make peace between uh you know the European-ish people and the indigenous-ish people um but I just I just didn't feel I felt like the game got me into doing quests like right away and I didn't have enough like emotional connection to anything and so I I started feeling like I was doing quests for quest sake and not really like I actually had any you know, any, any skin in the game. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I'm, okay, so let me say something to that real quick. It's interesting because you're right on a, on a bunch of things. There are definitely, like, issues with this game as my second playthrough. Um, I think we talked about before I never do second playthroughs of RPGs. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting because you do see a lot of things that you didn't see the first time. And so I definitely have some cons, and I'm going I'm to list them out here in a minute. But on the mission front, I think because I played the game, I know what I want to do. And if you don't know what you want to do then yes, this game can feel convoluted because there's like, I could do all these missions, but why am I doing them? Right. And I, I like, in my case, I'm not doing those. Right. Like there's a bunch of fetch quests right. and a bunch of right. bullshit. And I bet you that's what got you mucked up because it was like, wait, why am I even going to talk to that person and doing that one thing? Cause they really don't matter. Like some of the fucking missions are shit. Um, so I think that's kind of my, you know, in defense of missions. I think some are really, really good. And Real quick segue, because I had done something I'd never done before, like really trying to 100% with the natives this time, I there's this guy, minor spoiler, that can turn on you, just one of the characters, that one of your main characters can turn on you. Okay. And in my first playthrough, he did, and it was really upsetting. In this one, he's not going to because I did something with him as a side mission that was one of my favorite missions of the whole game, and I never did it the first playthrough. It's this really heartfelt uh, story about trying to save people from a bullshit military camp where they're like training them too hard. Again, something I can relate to, like, uh, you know, a, a, a military system that doesn't give a shit. You know, it's just like, you know, be strong, be strong, be strong. You're a man. And you literally have to like save people from this camp. And it was really awesome. And then now the guy I helped, is even like, you know, way way more bonded to me, uh, and that never happened. And so I think he's not going to turn on me now, which is so cool. Like that's like a such a different playthrough for me. Um. Anyways, what were you gonna say?
0: Oh, nothing. I mean, I love those missions. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the Mass Effect style. Yes, exactly. I just, yeah. I just wish that like, I just wish it had started off sooner. Like, I wanted to have more of a bond with my my teammates. Like, for example, when you get to the island. And you meet the indigenous lady who joins you, it's like she's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, who are you? And she's like, I'm joining your party. And I'm like, whoa, you did you just joined my party. Holy shit. Like, that was weird. It's just like, you know, there wasn't enough getting to know you. And like I didn't really have much connection to the people who were already on my party. And it's like, I don't I don't really care who's with me because I don't know you guys very well. And I don't even really understand much about like the in the inter the politics between the different factions, right? Like for a long time i thought that two of the factions were exactly the same faction and it wasn't until like a much later conversation that i realized oh you guys are actually separate factions i thought you guys were oh, literally nice. the exact same thing yeah yeah um and so i just I, a little bit more of like grounding it for me would have gotten me in a better space and would have really pushed me forward but it just i mean i think it's fine i think it's it's okay i've definitely played worse games that's for sure but if i'm going to spend you know 40 60 hours or something it's got to be like you know USDA prime grade A, the best of the best, and this is pretty good, but it's not enough to get me to sign on for the full meal deal.
1: Um, nice full meal deal. Uh, two things: one, the girl's name is Ciara, and she does join your party right away. But you can almost immediately change the party as yes. soon as you find a camp. So I would say, you know, she's a rebuttal on that. You it was don't just have weird that
0: she just joined me. It was she like she has hi. to
1: because she has to. It's for the story bit that happens at the beginning. Yeah, that's just, the only was, reason
0: there should have been like a quest before that. Like, Hey, you're this, you're this woman and it looks like you're going to join me, but you didn't join me. I need to get to know you a little bit more. How about we do a quest to become friends. And after I prove myself to you, then you join me. Like that makes sense. But it's like, you literally roll up and she's like, Hey, uh, I'm joining you now. Let's go. And I'm like, what?
1: It's just, again, it's development. And they're like, Hey, we need to tell the story and we're just going to do it. And they, they should have given you a mission. Secondly, Uh, there's romancing in this game. I don't know if you know that, but that's actually a thing as well. Mm -hmm. And they, they similar to Elix. And again, I love Elix and I just like, I guess I like maybe old school RPGs where you had to figure a bunch of stuff out because yeah, they don't tell you a lot of stuff and neither did Elix. I still like those games. And in this one, they don't really tell you about romancing and they don't tell you about like those side missions you can go on. But if you start talking to people, you know, things open up and it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of really great stuff is buried. I think in this game um i'll say a couple of negative things real quick the one thing i hate the most is you have to hold x to run you just have to hold that button down
0: you do a lot of running in this game and you
1: are you my fingers always always on x and i'm like i'm gonna hurt my controller
0: you're gonna hurt my finger <laughs> I
1: hurt my finger and the controller so that's dumb i don't know why they just make it click in um there's also a lot of backtracking that happens, which I'm sure would be, make you even more upset.
0: Yeah. That was another downside. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot. Of the, and I am not even that far in there was already a bunch of backtracking and it
1: a lot of it. Second play through Definitely not needed. Like literally from one part of the house to the next. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't make me go back and forth. So again, that's just kind of maybe them getting their feet wet. The next game won't have that. Yeah. Um, the thing I really hated with this, there's this quest of these bells you have to fix for this native uh, community And if you don't have craftsmanship, because I spent all my points on like strength and stuff, Mm -hmm. you can't fix the bells unless you have this one guy with you. And then if you have the guy with you, he'll only help you if you like do missions for him first.
0: Mm -hmm. So it was
1: a lot of like, you know, hours probably of like doing this other stuff just to fix these fucking bells. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, you know, the crafting
0: crafting was a big red flag to me because they want you to craft in the the prologue area. And I'm like, dude, I, I want to do zero crafting in this game. So I put no points into it. And I was doing like every other, you know, workaround to not do the crafting. So if crafting is more of a thing, then.
1: Well, it just... isn't. It isn't. You put it on easy mode. It isn't. Joe. Okay. So. So I, I just had to for like missions you do. And that's what's, again, tricky. They didn't tell you that. You didn't, you know, you didn't know that you had to use your craftsmanship for that. Uh, a couple other things real quick. Um, a, a, a couple other positive things. I love the trigger feeling for the special attacks. They actually do like that kind of, you know, weighted triggers in the PS5. Wouldn't know. Oh, okay. In Melee, there's like these really cool special attacks, and it's actually like more difficult to do them, and I kind of like that. Uh, The autosave is awesome in this game, probably my favorite. It literally saves like all the time, and it saved my life so many times, uh, even though I do save. And then companions actually killing enemies. Oh, yeah. One of the first RPGs ever I played where my my companions do a fucking thing. You know, like, oh yeah,
0: they will. They'll take care of a whole party if you let them.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. and like, and you can equip them. You know, and I really spend time go to the camp and you give them better armor, get them better weapons, and they're going to use it. And they have good AI, and they don't get themselves killed. I don't know. I just like was thinking of Mass Effect the whole time and going like, see, see, Mass Effect guys, these guys actually do something. That is, is that, true. They are very competent. Is that is that um? Am I like, what am I doing? Am I calling out the wolves by saying that? <laughs> the I think I think it's defenders. fine. I think we all have kind of just moved on. Okay, and the last thing I'll say about it again, I'm enjoying it, and and I do like the idea of of be doing this hundred percent native run through. But is I think I just uh, sent you this TikTok, but I made a TikTok of I beat this kind of big guy in the game, and I went to go search his body, and he had four gold on him. Four he broke. He
0: had no job. I, I think he was doing better he beat than up that. Up on a hobo, man. He was unemployed. He wasn't a hobo. He's like the leader of some big thing. They were. They had no resources, man. I hope you feel good about being on that guy. They were just like paycheck to paycheck. Those guys were. Oh my goodness! You're trying to make me a bad guy. Took his last four gold, man. He was going to buy some food for his kids. He kid.
1: was like doing a whole coup or something. He was going to like take over the whole island. Kids still
0: got to eat, though, bro. Kids don't eat air. They got to eat some food. You're making oh, up a story. The kid
1: is going hungry tonight. You're making up a story that's not real. Um. <laughs> And I, yeah, and the last last thing I'll say is like like I said at the beginning, I I am like partially native, and the main character again is partially native, so that actually comes out in the game. Did you did you did you know that or no? Uh,
0: people comment on it, uh, and I figured maybe that was going to be a thing, but I hadn't gotten that far.
1: And it's not again, it's not that big of a spoiler. It actually if if anything's an attractor for people who like again have some sort of um, attachment to that. So for me, I'm like, this is kind of me, you know. Uh, which reminded me of uh, uh, infamous uh, Second Son. You know that guy was half as well. Right? Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. anywho, I love it. I love a second playthrough. I'm sorry you don't. You're not as into it, but um, I can see your reasons why. And there's definitely some issues with the uh, the the play, the gameplay.
0: Uh, if nothing else, it shows me that Spiders is on the correct track. I mean, their games. You know, even though this one didn't grab me, it's definitely like better than their last one, and their last one was better than the one before. So they are still a studio to watch. I still love them very much, and uh, I will gladly play whatever it is they put out next.
1: Well, their next thing is that robot game. We talked about it.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll play that.
0: All right, cool. Well, that is Greedfall. There you go. Uh, Let me talk about a couple games uh, pretty quick here. First off, uh, was sent a code for the new Ghosts and Goblins uh, Resurrection uh, from Capcom. Thank you very much, Capcom. Uh, That was for the purpose of talking about it here on the show, which I'm doing right now, literally right now. Uh, Yeah, man, that is... That is Ghosts and Goblins, bro. Like, have you ever played a Ghosts and Goblins? <laughs> That's it. That's kind of it. That is. It looks nice. It's got a nice kind of art style. It's weird because it's kind of like a little uh, painterly art style, but you can't really see it because the graphics are kind of small. Uh, but if you pause and look really closely, you can kind of see like some nice details in the graphics. Um, but you know, the action is really fast and furious. Um, I realize I jumped right in. I apologize, folks. If anybody doesn't know Ghosts and Goblins, uh, you know, this is a storied franchise. Originally came out, like, I don't know, arcades and NES way back in the day. It's a 2D action platformer where you play Sir Arthur the Knight. His girlfriend has been kidnapped by, like, Satan, and you got to go rescue her. Uh, You go through a bunch of levels uh, with various weapons. Uh, Kind of, like, vaguely Castlevania-ish kind of action. Um, And it was famous because not only was it really fucking hard... If you managed to punish yourself and get to the last boss and kill the last boss, they're like, "Lols, that was just a joke. you got to do it all again to get the real ending. And that was one of the first times that developers pulled a nasty trick like that on people back in the day. Um, so, yeah, that's a hard game to play one time. And then to go through it again is, I think, too much of an ask for any normal human being. Um But yeah, it's it's it is Ghosts and Goblins. Like it feels like Ghosts and Goblins. It looks like Ghosts and Goblins. It is hard as fuck, even on the easiest setting. It's still fucking balls hard. Um, I heard there's a
1: save though, right? Like there's some sort of save where you can save a progress and you can start from somewhere that you died.
0: Yeah, there are little checkpoints, so you don't have to do like an entire level over. But I mean, honestly, like it's still fucking balls hard, dude. And sometimes the thing that I ran into was that I would often have the wrong weapon for the section that was coming up, and I don't know that until you actually get there and realize, oh, fuck, I need a different weapon for this part. So, like, for example, I got to this one uh, early boss, and he was, like, kind of a distance-shooting-me kind of a boss, and I had the up-close kind of weapon, and I'm like, I can't do shit on this guy. You know what that
1: was back in the day? Because this was an arcade game. And so it started as an arcade game, and people in the arcade, which is an interesting tangent, you'd, you'd, like, memorize... Levels, yes you know yes, what i mean you'd exactly. be yeah. like oh okay then we're in the third level or third world or whatever we need like the throwing hammer or something
0: you know exactly literally that is exactly 100 like you have to go through this you, you you die you make some mistakes you're like oh fuck. okay well i need to go on the upper path this time i need to have the lance for this section and then i need to switch to the torch for this next section like you got to just kind of go through it and it's just like brutal like die repeat kind of thing i mean If you like Ghosts and Goblins, this is 1 million percent more Ghosts and Goblins. It is extremely faithful to the source material. So I think it's a success in that regard. As I was playing it, I'm like, wow, I am now I am no longer in the market for Ghosts and Goblins anymore. And you play Dark Souls. So that's. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and that's funny, too, because like it's funny that people keep bringing up Dark Souls. Um, I had this discussion on Twitter a couple days ago where it's like it is like not even remotely the hardest game out there. It's not even the most punishing game. It's kind of become shorthand, but like, man, I could name a bunch of games right off the bat that are like all way more brutal than dark souls is. But yeah, this is, this is tougher than dark souls
1: for sure. So, you know, I'm thinking when you're talking about Ghosts and goblins and I, I do think that, like you said, for people who like the original, I do think the art style is a cool change. And I remember they're adding some sort of save feature. So, you know, it's a little bit of quality life stuff. So if you like the original ghost goblins, I'd say probably just pick it up. Um, I do not. And I'm afraid of this game. And I think I just realized that Ghosts and goblins and probably Castlevania as well, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, but Ghosts and goblins might be the original game that gave me anxiety about like, you know, hard games. Because oh, dude.
0: yeah, this is, this is like the original fucking hard game, dude.
1: Right. And it's like, but it might, it, you know, like things you get formed when you're a kid or something. Like I might not like difficult games because of this game. Like I was like, Oh, I'm just going to die. Oh, I'm down in my boxers. Oh, I'm dead. Oh. Like it traumatized you. It, it traumatized. You lifelong trauma. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think there's like, it's not the only one. There's like five or six arcade games where I was like, oh, I can't ever play this again. You know? Carlos,
0: show me on the doll where Ghosts and Goblins touched you. Uh, in my quarter
1: hand <laughs> and, and in my soul. In my soul. It, both those places. Yes, both those it, places. Because it took all my money. <laughs> Actually, that's the other reason. All those arcade games scarred me too because they just took my money and then I couldn't even play them anymore and I didn't beat the game. So, no, oh, that is for
0: sure. Th- those, uh, you know, the arcades were a thing. I have a lot of fondness for the arcades, but at the same time, I really like where we're at now and I don't need to have a roll of quarters in my pocket anymore. So that's a that's a that's a win. So anyway, Ghosts and Goblins, Resurrection. That is that is some Ghosts and Goblins ass. Ghosts and Goblins. If you want that, that is for sure what it is and expect that if you don't like that you will not like this if you do like it you will like it simple as that uh one more game to talk about really quickly i heard about this game a million years ago didn't know what it was had no sense of it and i kind of forgot about it but uh recently um aj small writer at game critics had mentioned it to me as something that i should try especially with my wife and i'm like okay cool i'm always looking for a good co-op it's called hellfront honeymoon it's put out by thunderful it is a top-down, super-streamlined, um, real-time strategy game. I don't play a lot of RTS uh, because I don't really care for the genre. But this is an interesting one. Have you heard of this one, Carlos? Nope, I'm looking it up like I do. Yeah, so the reason I kind of ignored it at, at first was because it not it wasn't being sold as having a campaign. It was sold as a PvP experience, which to me is like I'm automatically out. Like, I don't want to buy any PvP games. I don't play PvP with my family. Because we just get mad at each other and then we fight and like that's a bad time. Like nobody wants that, right? We're gonna do co-op if we're gonna do anything. So I thought it was only PvP, so I just I bounced. I'm like, I'm not even gonna give you a moment of my time because I already know I'm not interested. But AJ pointed out that there is a co-op campaign, which I did not know, which the game does not do a great job of promoting. So I'm like, oh, okay, well if there's a co-op, you know, maybe I'll check it out. Picked it up on the Xbox for like, I don't know, nine dollars or something. Um so basically it's top down and each Level is just the size of your screen, so there's no scrolling or anything like that. You start off as a little dude, and uh, there are hotspots all across the map. You control these hotspots, and you can either put down a barracks, which will generate soldiers, or you put down a turret, which will shoot enemies. That's it, that's all you got two things, and your guy has a gun. That's it. So you're shooting things, you're laying down a barracks, or you're laying down a turret. Could not be simpler. Um, So what you do is you go around the map claiming hotspots. Of course, the enemy AI is also trying to claim the same hotspots. So each battle becomes kind of this tug of war between who's got the most hotspots, who's got the most soldiers, who's got the most turrets kind of push and pull. It's really entertaining. It's really fast paced. Each level is only like one or two minutes long. Like it's really, really just boom, 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 boom. You're just like rocking through them. Hmm. Um, The game says that you can play the, the campaign single player. I call bullshit on that because it gets really hard. I got about halfway through the campaign. Could not make any progress. It was like a brick wall. No way I could do it by myself. Um, So luckily my wife was around and uh, she jumped in to help me out. And we started making progress again. So I think that this campaign, despite the fact they say one person can get through it, I I don't believe you. It is definitely scaled for two people. And even with the two of us together, we're struggling. Like it's pretty tough. Um, So this is an uphill climb. But I think it's really good. I think it's really fun. We have not played the PvP. We will never play the PvP, but I bet it's probably fun if you are a PvP kind of person. But in terms of the campaign, I really like the get in, get out, do like five missions in five minutes. Uh, super streamlined, super simple. It's uh, pretty high octane, and it's a good time. We've been having a blast with it. We're about three quarters of the way through the campaign, and we're just doing a couple levels a day, and it's, uh, it's definitely a thumbs up.
1: Yeah, the cover art shows two people like, blasting away. So it seems yeah, like that was yeah. the plan. And it, it kind of looks like Military Madness or something, you know, like a that kind of tactical Well, that, that is a
0: callback. That is a deep cut from back in the day. Dude, I'm
1: giving you a little uh, preview, because at some point soon, I'm going to be talking about TurboGrafx again. Oh, man. Uh, and uh, on another podcast. But, yeah, um, I don't know. It just, yeah, it seems really like a tactical, like you said, in and out uh, action game. game. So, yeah,
0: it's like, it's like super, 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 super streamlined like you take an RTS and just boil it down to the absolute core and that's what this is and I appreciate when developers do that because it just really gets to the heart of the matter. No bullshit nothing really to manage. It's just get in and do it and I, I appreciate that. So don't don't play it unless you've got a friend because it is fucking hard but if you've got a friend or a partner, wife, whatever uh, maybe check it out and for like nine bucks uh, it's, it's a pretty good buy. Cool. Alright, that was Hellfront Honeymoon I believe it's available on like literally every single platform uh, right now uh carlos a couple of quick takes from you right now the first uh well we have one that i know a lot about and one i know nothing about let's go with the one i know nothing about sludge life yeah. i i've literally no clue what this is about i'm guessing you're a sludge you have a life i don't know man tell me what this is about you gotta get that sludge life you know what i'm talking about i don't but i hope you'll tell me i'm not gonna that's it that's the whole review
1: get Segment that sludge over.
0: life
1: Moving on. Moving on. So anybody get that sledge life? Like I said, um, I've been wanting to talk about this for like three weeks, and I keep forgetting it. I don't know why. It's on my notes. Uh, it's one of the only games that I'm enjoying on my Switch.
0: Which oh is shit!
1: Blasphemy, and I apologize. Um, no, it's a first person uh, graffiti game. What? Yeah, and Do I talk. I'm gonna look it up. You talk, I, I mean, I'll talk, you look it up. And uh, I will actually have the webpage up because there's some of the kind of descriptions about it uh, that are pretty good. Basically, I really want to play this on my TV because I am enjoying it so much. And I like the art style and the weirdness of it. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at it now, yep. I'm digging it, but at the same time, I would love to play it on my console. So, um, you know, big, bigger console. So what it is, is you uh, basically are walking around this uh, weird kind of, factory area where they, again, sludge is going on, sludge through pipes. It's a, it's a factory. They're doing sludge and you are just like a vandal. Is that what you call when you're a van? You do vandalism. You're a vandal. Sure. Okay. You're a vandal. And, uh, and by the way, all this is like on an Island. So there's water all around you. See, you know, you can't go too far, but there's all these buildings and weird kind of like machinations Oh,
0: that's a fun word. That's a $5 word.
1: And uh and just weird characters and there's you know there's NPCs like doing work and there's like little restaurants and 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 just kind of like a interesting little environment that's a factory but it's also like where people work and live and eat and stuff. Um so what you're doing is you're just trying to put up your little graffiti anywhere you can. But you can only do it in certain spots. And you can only do the graffiti they they let you do. So it's not like <laughs> <laughs> you're doing, like, special graffiti. You're not drawing. Kind of goes
0: against the whole spirit of, like, graffiti, right? You can only do it here and only when yeah. we save.
1: I know Not you're saying, as I'm saying it out loud. Uh, it's a very uh, focused, yeah, graffiti game. But it's more about, like, it's a video-ass video game that way, right? It's like, can you tag all the areas, right? And that's it. You know, that's really the game. But along the way, it's really about just exploring this weird world and talking to these interesting NPCs. And for some reason you have a fart button. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I'm out. I know. I know. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm Hold out. on. I'm gonna bring you back in. I'm not farted once. Okay. Any
0: game that does that immediately tells me that game is not for me. Okay. I'm just that is my hard line.
1: I know. There's so many things that aren't really for me in this. Like again, I don't want a fart button either. And there's really weird. You know, I guess some. Potty humor. It's floating around, right? Oh, man.
0: I'm even further out now. Okay. I shouldn't have said it out, but it's true. Well, I'm glad you did because I would have been mad if I bought it. Okay. But here's what's just interesting. It's just, for me, a
1: meditative game because I don't know many first-person games on my Switch. Um, By the way, I would love to know more. Maybe you can tell me ones that I should check out because it is kind of nice to be in bed and just doing something where you're exploring, you know? And I like the art style and I think it's just kind of weird And I like weird. I'm attracted to weird. And there's different endings as well. So I'm kind of just interested to see what kind of ending I'm going to get. But yeah, the whole game is just like walk around weird area, talk to weird NPCs, um, find weird stuff, and then tag things. And then what's interesting is, you know, you're like, how do I get up there? Right? That's the whole gameplay loop. Like, how do I get to that place I need to tag? Oh, I didn't even think I could go here. Oh, I can swim. You know, so there's a lot of kind of like uh, problem solving going on as well. But it's not a deep game. And I'm sure that they're trying to really double down on the kind of weird humor. Uh, I don't really find it funny, but I find it weird, which I like. Uh, so that's what this game is. I don't understand it. <laughs> I bought it because I didn't understand it. And there's some sort of like political stories going on too, with like factions and stuff. And there's like, you can like use a computer kind of at some point. And I like the music a lot. Like, it's really weird music. Um, and I guess they have a soundtrack as well. I just see. That you can get. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. About, I'm confused by this game, but I like it. And I like the gameplay loop of um, just the tagging things.
0: Man, literally nothing you said repeals to me, like, in the least about this game. Like, walking around, climbing things, tagging things, the fart button. Like, man, I absolute... Like negative, like negative interest. In fact, I am aggressively against this game. I am, I am not going to play this game. Okay. Thank I, you for anti-selling me. Uh,
1: that's fine. Uh, to anybody else, uh, and why, I'm still playing it, by the way. It's just so weird. I don't know if it's because it is a first-person game and I'm not playing many and I wish I could have more, you know, while I'm in bed on my Switch. But I, I also think there's something else to it that's just hard to put my finger on. Or like, there's you can even play video games inside the video game, right? Like you can find a game and start playing that. And then I was doing that for a while, and I'm like, why am I still playing this game? It's just a v- video game in a weird world, and I don't, you know, I'm not getting anything from it. But I was. So I can't tell you why I like this game, but I'm still playing it. It's just a murky sludge life kind of game. Again, you got to understand the sludge life to play the sludge life. If you I will, I will, no,
0: no, I'm not going to, no, I am canceling the sludge. The sludge is Okay, canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm don't flushing want, the sludge.
1: What I'm saying though, I'm just trying to
0: take the other side. You just don't understand sledge life. That's the problem. That is very true, and we're gonna we're gonna be okay with that. I will give you a counterpoint, though. Okay, please do. Um, this is reminding me a lot of Umorangi Generation. Have you played that one on the Switch? It sounds familiar. Remind me what it is. I have not played it myself, but it came very highly recommended by literally everybody who played it. It's about uh, people on an island who are doing tagging, and there's a political story. There is no fart button, and apparently, it's a pretty good. Um, examination of, like, modern life and about growing up in a world that's kind of hostile to you. And it seems like a lot of the same, a lot of the same, like, touch points as Sludge Life. Uh, But everybody who said they played Umurangi Generation, like, loved it. In fact, it was several people's um, in their top ten of the year. Uh, So that, you maybe want to check that one out. I haven't played it myself. It's on my wish list. I'm waiting for it to uh, hit a sale, and I will jump into it. But uh, if you like Sludge Life, and it sounds like you like it, maybe check that one out, too. Kind of a similar similar experience
1: well now i just to look it up real quick because i'm very very like interested um well i'll do it after the podcast but yeah there's something about it yeah maybe it's like that maybe it's better and you know i shouldn't have i shouldn't have led with the dedicated fart button i don't i've never
0: farted in the game <laughs> I, I, I anybody it doesn't even matter dude the minute i would have seen that i would have immediately deleted the game and left that is a hard he, stop for me. i don't care who does it no it's, I know i'm he, out
1: i'm out he, and it's fine here's what's interesting though and I, I, I implore people listening to do this more often, sometimes just don't read about a game. Like I literally like looked at the graphics. I thought the, the the feel was interesting and it was first person and there was graffiti. And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. But if I would have seen the thing that said fart button, potty humor, you know, I've been like, no, I'm not going to buy it. But I'm glad I did buy it is my point.
0: So Well, that is a nice surprise. I'm part Me, of that sludge life, baby. You are part of the sludge. All right, moving on um similar and that is kind of a sludgy life although in a very different way plague tale innocence uh is what you have on the agenda here i've played this game before i played it on i believe ps4 uh i loved it i think this game is great it was one of my favorite games of the year it came out and it just recently came to game pass is that where you're playing it yeah yeah that's
1: oh uh, wait wait now you know what those sons of bitches those sons of bitches we talked about Boy. plague's tale on this po- podcast and i went and bought it on my playstation and then it showed up on Game Pass. Oh, That's yeah. I'm pretty happened.
0: sure it's on Game Pass for free right it now. It doesn't matter. Oh. It doesn't matter, dude. I bought it on my I <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, are, is this the first time you're dipping into Plague Tale Innocence?
1: I played it when it first started, it came out. And and did I? No, I didn't. That's the whole idea of this podcast. Every episode, I go, I should play it. And you say, you should play it. Yeah. So this episode of the podcast might be our most successful, because I don't think we're going agree, to uh, agree on any game this episode.
0: Oh, man. OK. Oh, you don't like Plague Tale?
1: Have we agreed on any games so far? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, Ghosts and Goblins we both said is difficult. We both dislike, yeah. Okay. So, okay. so I guess maybe. A point five there. A point five. Um yeah, I guess I don't like this game. What That game's great, me?
0: dude. Oh my god. Okay, so we'll get okay. I'll, I'll get tell that, you why. Give us the recap, tell us what the game is, and then tell me why you don't. Do I have to do that every time? A you recap? Have to. Yes, we gotta do. It's a podcast.
1: They've listened more than once.
0: People got to know. Give us the rundown. Give us the capsule.
1: You're a lady. Let me do my (laughs) funny recap then. You're a lady, and you have a little kid who you got to take care of because there's invading armies. It's your brother. It's your brother. He's your kid brother. And, uh, you know, people die, and you're in trouble, and you got to go running away, and your mom sacrifices herself, I think, maybe. And she's like, "Go, you're going to be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine. Just get out of here. Armies are coming. And also, by the way, earlier that day, you saw there was like some sort of infestation and maybe some sinister thing in the ground. that's like eating animals. So be wary of that, but see you later. And then you go out with your, you know, kid brother and you have to like survive. Um, and there's rats. So the biggest problem I have <laughs> Jesus. is the worst intro to movie that, ever. That
0: was, that was quite a capsule. That but it's
1: also true. All of those things are true. And it's, you know, I know what they're trying to do. I think a lot of times in video games, we talk about this in the show, there's moments in time, right? Games come out at a certain time. No one else has experienced it. You're in shock because you're like, whoa, I never even thought a game could be like this. And they are just moments in time. Mass Effect Andromeda, other games, you go, okay, if I go back to these games, maybe it's not the same feeling. Now, I didn't play it originally, But I've played so many games like it, you know, since that I know what they're trying to do. And it's like I can see between the lines the whole time. And I don't like the moment to moment gameplay. So the number one thing is I'm not really a stealth guy. And I thought maybe the story could push me along to be like, well, I'll just deal with it because later on it'll get a little more actiony and I'll be able to deal with it. But there's just so many throwing of rocks. And that's the thing I hated in Last of Us. That I know people love Last of Us, but that was one of the reasons I didn't like a lot of it is because you're just like throwing rocks, like go over there and those instant kills. So if they see you, it's just fucking over. Like, majority of the beginning of this game is that. Like, it's just hide forever, instant kill if you get seen um, forever. I was hours I was doing that. I was hours in the forest, even. And I was like feeling like I was just dying instantly. So if it changes at some point, you're going to tell me that, like, it gets more action-y, then maybe I'll jump back in. But that's the part that made me jump out. Because, like, I saw they were doing the story. It would, it didn't really pull my heartstrings like they wanted it to, I think. So that didn't help, you know. But um, And I know you're, like, swearing on the other side of this podcast, mic right now. <laughs> but for some reason, I just didn't get caught. Like you said with Greedfall, the characters, I didn't care about their little world. And that, you know, you know, these bad guys were coming and that it was persecution. It just throws you in so quick. The only kind of, like, sentimental story they tell you is about your dog and that their dog dies in the beginning. But I still didn't care. And in my mind, this might be going too far, they were an affluent kind of, you know, family that maybe had everything and never had to worry about anything. Am I... Am I way off best? No, that's
0: correct. No, that's definitely part of it, for sure. Yeah. Okay,
1: and then now they have to worry about stuff, and I was like, I can't relate to you, and I don't know if I want to help you, and I don't like helping a kid. So,
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm not a big fan wow. of like... Well,
1: I'm not a big fan of uh, escort stuff, right? You know, if you're escorting little... <laughs> You heard
0: it here first. Carlos says, fuck all kids. Wow. (laughs) Yikes. I don't know you want that kind of branding, man. But I am about that sledge life, you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, my God. No, you know, any escort mission in any game, I want to, like, jump out of the window. Jump out of the window. It could be a kid. It could be a dog. It could be a monster. If you're making me escort somebody, I want to jump out the window. So here's my two questions to you, Greg Galloway, before you hate me forever. One... (sighs) Does it get more action-y? And two, do you always have to fucking hold the kid's hand and, and and tell the kid to come with you?
0: Here's 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 the thing. This game is escort mission the game. So that does not change. I'm
1: out the window. Hey! This is also
0: Stealth Escort Mission the Game. And that does not change.
1: I'm out the window again.
0: So that is not this is not for you. This which is, is, not is for which me. is totally fine. I get that some people don't like that. In general, I don't like escort missions either, and I think it's probably, you know pretty widespread that most people despise escort missions, you know, just as a rule, which, which makes sense in most games they are terrible, but in this game, like the entire game is built around escorting your brother. And for me, it worked. I felt like it was good. Um, I felt like the systems worked. Mechanics worked. I felt like the stealth was fine. Um, Cause you're, you're a, a girl and your little brother. I mean, the girl's like, I don't know what 14, 16 or something like that. The kids like maybe like eight or 10, You know, you're not warriors like, you know, you've got a little slingshot you can use. Um, You maybe have like a knife at some point, but like you're not you're not like a soldier. You're not a knight. So like when you come up against soldiers, like you can't fight them like they just kill you really quick. So that justification made sense to me. Like you're sneaking through wheat fields, you're crawling under barrels, like you're doing whatever to kind of like escape. So that part makes sense. And I I feel like in general, the gameplay is pretty good. I like stealth uh, when it's done well. Um, I don't usually like escorts, but I feel like it's done well here. So that part worked for me. I will also say I really like the story and characters a lot in this game. I feel like they did a really good job of setting things up for me. Like I connected with them pretty quickly. I got where they were coming from. Wow, that's so um, interesting.
1: That's exactly yeah. the opposite agreed Greedfall for both of us. Then I yeah. literally could care less from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I, I like the brother and sister mechanic a lot. I felt like their relationship was really well done. And I feel like the things that they went through on their journey just like made that relationship deeper. They meet people as they go and kind of put a little. Uh, party together of different people and like everybody brought something different to the table. Um, I mean, the game goes places and it has things to say and it is interesting. Some of the um, visuals are really, really cool, like really impressive um, because on top of this, we're, you know, kind of like a medieval themed world. I mean, the underlying problem is that these rats are infected and they're kind of like overrunning the countryside and you don't know what the hell's going on. So everybody's running away from this rat plague. And so, um, you're you're trying to get some help, like your mom and dad are gone or their dad or whatever. You're trying to just find some safety for you and your brother. You're young. You're got too much responsibility on your shoulders, and there's these poisonous, fucking, weird, diseased rats all over the place. I mean, the whole thing worked for me. And some of the scenes, like when you're walking through a battlefield or when you're walking through uh, a monastery that's been overrun, or you're walking through this castle and stuff, like some of it is just really fucking cool. Like I think the environmental design is really, really good. Um, so overall, I mean, I, re- I like this game a lot. It's one of my favorite games when it came out. I had a great time from start to finish. The only thing I didn't like about this game is I will say that the um, final boss can be a little bit too difficult, I think. I mean, I still beat it. It took me a couple tries, and I got there. But I would have preferred if the boss was maybe like a little bit easier. But other than that, I thought it was great all the way through. And I'm, I'm super excited for the sequel, which was announced at the uh, recent Xbox uh, yeah, game event. Yeah, in E3. Yeah.
1: But me, yeah. me saying that there's a fart button in Sludge Life, uh, is, is similar to you saying that the last boss is difficult for you. So I am so out <laughs> because if it's difficult for you, forget about it. You know what I mean? For For me, I'm like, I'll just play it for a year and not beat it. So anyways, I, I see some points, you know, and I do like the dark kind of atmosphere of the, the plague, you know, incoming plague with the rats and stuff. That's the part that actually was interesting to me. Um, I just, yeah, it's fascinating that I don't like it as much as I do. Or don't
0: uh, i mean that makes sense i mean there's, there's a lot of elements there that you just don't like from the get-go so it makes sense that you wouldn't like them here so oh you know.
1: i will say this though developers and and also to to brad to you um you, you still don't need insta kill i think that's bullshit because yeah you're a girl and you the the kid you can't fight fine give you a health bar give you a motherfucking health bar like real life you don't just instantly die like and also it's just not fun like it reminds me of um these are. This is just an episode of me going through my childhood drama because uh, remember Dragon's Lair? Oh, sure. I, I love that game and it was fun. It was so cool. You're controlling a cartoon. If you look it up, kids uh, on YouTube. But, you know, instant death, right? Like, you'd make the wrong choice and it's instant death. I think that traumatized me. So, all I'm saying in this game, they could have given you a health bar and been like, yeah, if you, you fucked up and they find you, they start swinging at you and they could hit you and then you have to run away. Like, I would have just liked it a lot more.
0: I mean, I I don't disagree. I, I definitely think that instant kill um, can be kind of a downer, um, but in general, uh, I, I mean, I got through it okay. I didn't uh, get too stuck in any place. I mean, it sometimes took me a few tries, or sometimes I was taking the wrong approach, or had to change up my my strategy. But in general, I feel like it was a pretty good balance. I never got too frustrated with it. Uh, and the story really carried me through. Like, I really wanted to get these kids to safety and to see what happened with the rats and stuff. So all right. I thought it was pretty good all the way. So we can. That's fine. It seems like this one is not uh, not cut out for you. And that's totally a-ok.
1: But I had to try it because we had talked about in the show enough. And uh, that's what we do on the show. We play every yeah. game.
0: Yeah. It's just too bad you didn't try it on Game Pass.
1: Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, hey, name a game that you're going to talk about now. And I'm going to dislike it.
0: Oh, that's totally fine. I'm going to pre-dislike can... it just for fun. Yeah, you can just like this first one. Okay. Uh, gonna talk next about a game called Risk System.
1: Ew, I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> taking risks or systems.
0: Neither, neither of those things is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a brand new. In fact, I don't even think it's out yet. I think it comes out in a week. It is a brand new 2D shoot 'em up where you're like a little spaceship, and you are flying from left to right shooting enemy spaceships and dodging bullets uh there's a little bit of a story in this game uh, although i will say that story is super not well told i was already confused by the time i got to level two and i did not understand what was happening um the 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 hook to this game and the reason they call it risk system is that your ship uh does not have any power-ups it doesn't have any different weapons it only has one gun now i will say one thing that i really like Is that you can, there's a switch in the menu, you can toggle on and off, that you can shoot automatically whenever your ship is in front of an enemy. So if you don't want to wear out your thumb, because it's a shooter, you're going to be shooting all the fucking time anyway, just let it shoot by itself. Um, I've played a couple other games that do that, I really appreciate that, and it's an option, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. But like, if you don't want to wear out your fucking thumb joint, because it's a shooter, just have the the ship shoot on itself. yeah, of course. It's it's automatic, right? So all you got to worry about is like dodging and stuff. Thank you very much risk system. I appreciate that very much. That was a great choice. Um so the hook to risk system is that you have to be your ship has to be physically close to something on the screen to get powered up. Like it has to be about to hit something. That's the risk system, right? Like you're you're taking a risk because you're getting super close to like an enemy bullet or an enemy ship or an enemy laser. Don't touch it because it still hurts you. But you got to get close. And if you're close, there's a little like energy thing that comes around your ship, so you can see that the, the risk system is activated. Your bullets get powered up. And it also, the longer you stay in a risky situation, uh, the more energy you build up towards a super beam that you have, which takes like giant chunks off of bosses or will clear the screen of enemies uh, and so forth. Um, so that's basically it. Uh, I think it's kind of a cool idea. But the story, and again, uh, you know, to be fair, story is never really the biggest seller for a shooter. Uh, But it's, you know, it was like really confusing. I feel like they could have told that a little bit better. Um, As far as the gameplay goes, it felt too simple. Like there wasn't really enough to it where there's nothing really to upgrade on your ship. There's not really any different weapons. The whole time you're basically just kind of like maneuvering your ship to be as close to projectiles as possible so that you're using the good shot and not the weak shot. And that's that's kind of it. Like, it kind of feels like maybe a prototype. It's not. It's a finished game. It's coming out like in a week. But I feel like this is a great start to a game. I feel like this is a great beginning. Now, where are the different ships? Where are the extra weapons? Where are the different levels? Where are you know, like, where's the stuff that you kind of think of when you imagine a fully fleshed shooter? Um, None of those things are there as far as I can tell. So I put in like, you know, a couple levels and I'm like, okay this is cool, but I'm already kind of getting like I get it right. Like I get it. I get the gimmick neat, but I kind of want more going on and there's not more going on. So it's a it's a nice idea, a really good start, but it seems like maybe half a game like I'm expecting more and there's just not more there.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh, I'm looking at it now and um, it looks like it's really kind of almost similar to what I was saying earlier about Jet where it's like just like a, the flow of it, you know, it's like we're just playing it for the flow and not necessarily upgrades or whatever. Yeah. And I like that system. Like you said, like I don't know, think I've ever seen that in a shooter game, uh, getting close to things, you know, to get better, um, shots and stuff like that. But anyways, yeah, it seems really super simple. Um, it makes me think of, I want more shooters where the, the little ships are people. Remember, there's not too many. Oh yeah, of those. there's not a lot. There's some, but there's not a ton. But yeah, I get what you mean. I yeah. like that because then it, you just you're more invested almost in a way. If it's not just a spaceship, it's like, oh, that's my character. Um, I would like two more of those, but yeah, it seems like that. And by the way, it's on Steam right now, available. Uh, it's on Steam.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, then it's if it's on Steam now, it's coming to Switch in a week, and I probably their systems. I'm not sure, but yeah, wrist system. It's it's neat. Um, but it just feels like there's more ground for this game to cover, and it just. I don't know. Just there's just not enough to it. So there's that. Okay. Um, the other game I'm going to talk about quickly is Warhammer Forty Thousand. What space Wolves. How many
1: freaking games can this franchise have?
0: I mean, no limit, dude. There, no is, limit no limit. 40, there is no limit. How about forty thousand? How about forty thousand? Yeah, it's right there in the title, bro. Yeah. We're not to forty thousand yet. Uh, this is a top-down turn-based strategy similar to XCOM, but it's also a deck builder which is strange this game originally came out on mobile devices i want to say five years ago six years ago wait what's the name of this game again because didn't we already talk about it on the show we might have talked about it before because it's been on basically every platform it's been on pc it's been on phones i think i talked about it when we played on phones uh it's it was on switch and now i'm playing it on xbox x
1: what's it what's um, the, the full title again
0: Warhammer forty thousand Space
1: Wolf. Space Wolf. Okay, we did mention it like years ago, I think, or like when it yeah. first came out, probably. Yeah. I
0: think the 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 phone version, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was I, I was still Jonesing for a forty k game. I really like forty k as like a as a universe as a theme. I think the that the that universe is pretty fun. Um, I, I tried uh one of the Necromunda games recently. Didn't care for that too much, and I was still kind of in the mood for one. So I saw this was coming out. And I'm like, well, it wouldn't too great the last time i played it but it's switch consoles a couple times maybe they fixed it up i'll jump back in check it out um i will say that uh this is probably the best version of it i'm playing on the xbox x i believe it's also on ps5 uh so basically the same game but because it's not on a phone they have changed uh the i guess the gotcha element like you know if you were on a phone then you would be able to buy cards and i think that was why they put the deck builder part in because uh. you want to get like the best cards for mm-hmm. the best weapons since it's on the a a console now, I mean, and they would be really dumb to like put in microtransactions for that. You just use the in-game currency and there's still kind of a gotcha system, which I don't think is great. I wish that wasn't there. Uh, But basically it's just like a really simplified XCOM. It's a little clunky. Uh, It doesn't feel like it's living up to its full potential. Like for example, like something that's clunky. So what's clunky is the menu. The UI is a little bit clunky. Uh, When you're playing the game, let's say for example, you've got your little space Marine in, in a jungle. And you see an enemy pop up on your left. You have to shoot that guy, right? Because he's going to shoot you. But in order to do that, you must first move. And even if you don't want to move, you have to, like, use your move turn to, like, actually, like, turn to the left. So, like, instead of just, like, shooting him, as most strategy games will let you do, you actually have to, like, burn a turn in order to turn that way before you will actually aim at that guy.
1: What? Why would that ever be in this kind of a
0: game? Yeah, it's it's like it's like, that's the kind of thing where, like, all the best strategy games, like, iron that stuff out, where it's like. They, they want you to get into the flow, think about tactics and not think about so much like the micro, micro, micromanagement of like yeah. that kind of thing. So that's a little bit clunky. Um, it's really clunky. Like sometimes you'll have uh, a deck of different guns, like your guns or your cards. So you'll have like a bolter and you'll have like a laser gun and you'll have like a plasma gun. And when you have these guns on the card, it'll say goes four spaces. But like you don't see it on the screen until you equip it. And then it's like, well, okay, well, shit, this is the wrong gun. Like, I don't want this gun. I want something else. Like, it would it would help if, like, when you, like, selected the card, if it showed you, like, an outline of, like, where your gun would shoot first, right? Like, that's that's another kind of example where, like, all the best turn-based strategy games think of that stuff, and they make it really frictionless and smooth so that you're just playing the game, not worrying about, like, you know, messing with the interface too much. Um, so that kind of stuff is still there. It's not optimal, but... The graphics are fine i mean it looks like phone game graphics but they're super sharp and super clean which is okay uh I, it's 40k which is great i love the the premise and the the universe it's kind of like XCOM, which you know i'm, I'm down for those a little clunky but it's still okay there's like a little minor upgrade tree which is fun you can switch armor between heavy medium and uh light which is also fun if you like the 40k stuff you can be like a real big heavy gunner guy or you can be like a small scout guy so having the option is nice it's kind of scratching my 40K itch. Um, it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. Like, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not, you know, it's not on the tier of something like an actual XCOM. Uh, but I think that this particular version uh, has been reworked a little bit. And I think it's better than it was. And if you're hardcore in for some 40K like I was, it's going to fit the bill. Um, it's fine. It's good. It's okay.
1: It's fine.
0: There you go. Here's your box quote. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, there's worse yeah. things
1: to be. There's worse things to be.
0: There's no dedicated fart button, and I'll give it that.
1: Yeah, that's because
0: that's sludge life, baby. That's sludge life. that's um, sludge life. And by the way... Sludge life is what comes out when you hit that fart
1: oh. button. Oh. Uh, and by the way, earlier... I'm going to do this now because I was going to bring it up. I forgot to. You said flaming diarrhea. That's like physically impossible.
0: Oh, no, it's not. No, no. You, you look at that story in uh, Death Stranding. Literal flaming diary. Okay, dude. Uh, they do it,
1: and also another callback. Umar, ooh, no, I can't do it. Umarangi generation. Umarangi generation. I just saw the trailer for it. Uh, yeah, that's definitely my jam, and it seems
0: like it's Sludge Life. There we go. So that is so that's Sludge 40K. Life, Death Stranding, and uh, umarangi generation, and Warhammer 40k Space Wolf. Which I will say, if you're gonna play it, if you need a 40k game, and sometimes you do. Uh, go for this newest version, the Xbox X or the PS5 version, I think is the version to play. I think it is the best one. So there far. you go. All right. Uh Chicory. Dude, this is one of those weird games where I just woke up one morning and my entire timeline was like, Chicory. And I'm like, what? What happened? I just woke up. What are we talking about? What is Chicory? What's going on? I don't know what the deal is. Was that today? You are one of the people. It wasn't today. It was oh. like last week. Like literally, and like someone snapped, and like all of a sudden. Half the universe vanished, and the other half was talking about chicory. So, what the fuck is chicory? I have no idea what it's about.
1: Yeah, it's um, it feels like Undertale and Earthbound, and it has a really kind of, uh, I sh- we should say like I'm oh, always saying about Nintendo, family-friendly vibe. It feels very you know, uh, simple hand-drawn graphics, and so it's um, but it's actually surprisingly deep, and there's a little bit of emotion going on in it, and it's. It's interesting. So what is the game itself? Um, the game was actually mentioned, I think, at Summer Game Fest, and that's how I first saw it. Okay. And it's available now. It has Undertale vibes because I think not just the art style, which is very simple, um, but also because the way that the word bubbles pop up and the way that the characters are. There's a lot of interesting, um, diverse, um, you know, eccentric characters. And you uh, play as a little character who, in the beginning, they ask you what your favorite food is. And whatever your favorite food is, that's your name. So, ah. spoiler: if you put pizza, you are pizza for the game. Your name is pizza, which okay, I, am. That's interesting. I am. I'm definitely pizza. I was gonna be tacos. Uh, I'm kind of glad I picked pizza because then tacos plural would have been weird. So, you are your favorite food, and that's your little character. And chicory is is the lady who has actually painted this world, and she's like the best new painter. And she like has a brush and she paints the world. That's just that's the story. But you go all of a sudden wake up one morning and all the color is gone from the world. So you're like, what the F? It's a friendly game. You don't swear. Uh, family friendly. <laughs> and you say, what the F? And then you go out there and you go to the castle and you see all these different painters. And I guess there's like a, been a history of different people who have painted this world. Uh, and you see these little pictures of them. And then you find her house or her part of the tower. And she, her door is locked and she's not there. But her brush is out front. So you, of course, pick up the brush, and now you have her painting powers. So I'm playing this on console, and it's a little tricky, but I think that they don't care about, you know, be very specific with this painting mechanic. But what you do on my PlayStation is you hold down L2 trigger, and with the right analog, you move the paintbrush around, right? And you basically are filling in whatever you want with color. In the beginning, you just think you have one color, so I was just painting everything blue. If you look at my Twitter, everything's just blue. And then I realized, because I talked to different characters in the game, you can do different things with a brush, including new colors, uh, make it a small brush, make it a bigger brush to cover more area. You can erase, which I didn't know in the beginning. Um, But again, you're not like really, really trying to do like the perfect painting job. You're just coloring different things for mostly like puzzles and story bits. But you can also just paint because you want to. So in the beginning, I tweeted out, oh, no, my OCD is kicking in because I had to, like, paint everything. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? This whole world is black and white. Um, I soon gave that up because it's just too much to paint. But, like, a good example is you meet this first person. They're like, hey, can you paint my house because I'm sad or something? So you paint it a certain color. They give you an item, right? That kind of a thing. Um, Also, later on, like, there's these trees. And if you erase them, like, what is it? If you paint them, they disappear. But if you erase them, they reappear. So there's kind of like puzzle mechanics and how you paint different objects in the world. Uh, there's things like, you know, paint certain bushes that are rustling, and then you'll find like cats in them for some reason. Uh, and you're supposed to rescue all these cats. And what the story is supposed to be, I don't know yet, but I feel like some of the characters I'm meeting, it's like a deeper game. Uh, similar to Undertale, and similar to, I think, some of the stories even in Earthbound, where it seems like on the surface level it's really simple, I think it's going to get a little more, I don't want to say dark, but more thoughtful, more thought-provoking, let's just say. But also, just in general, it's just a blast to play because it is that um, relaxing kind of meditative style of a game where you're just walking through. Your little character, by the way, on the screen is just you know all Paper Mario style. Right. Like okay. it's 3D top down style view where you're moving around this map, but it's all kind of, you know, shown in a 2D uh, space kind of 2D way. Uh, yeah. You're just running around, talking to characters, meeting new, you know, eccentric characters, doing tasks for them, figuring out puzzles and learning about this world and why everything's, you know, lost its color. And I think that's where I'm just meeting the, the first kind of original painter of the land. And starting to see that the story is going to go an interesting way, so I won't say any spoilers because I don't know them yet. But I've heard friends tell me that it gets quite interesting with the story, uh, and mm. it, it, it's not exactly what it looks like on the cover. You know what I mean of it of its
0: style. You know, I'm looking at it on Google Images right now, and it looks interesting. It looks like a, a page of a child's coloring book, sort of, sort of like like it's all black and white. And I can see what you mean about painting and the colors man i don't know you know it seems like this thing should be my jam but i'm looking at it and i just i just don't feel any desire to play this game like would you recommend this to me
1: i I don't know yet so let me play let me keep playing it and the next episode i'll bring back my my theory of like oh it isn't for me and it's not for you i think what's happening and that's why i picked it up enough people told me that they got undertale vibes and if you've played that you know undertale goes some interesting places
0: yeah, I, I super did not care for Undertale. You did not so care like, for this it. Is, yeah, so yeah, you probably like should. It. You don't want to play this game then. Yeah, maybe not. I guess, maybe I guess,
1: not. and I want, well, again, I'm not like the number one fan of Undertale, but I like any game that like subverts your idea what it's going to be. So I think that that's what this is going to do. <clears throat> plus, it's kind of like just really relaxing to play. So
0: okay, I,
1: I have a kind of um, C plus B kind of score right now with it, uh, but I feel like it might go to an A so okay that's that's where
0: i'm at with it all right well i will look forward to your further thoughts i'm not going to buy it because i'm not getting i'm not getting the good spidey sense off of this one but you know i could be wrong i've been wrong before so maybe maybe you'll come back and say it's the most amazing thing and i'll have to buy it next week okay we'll see, we'll see. one final game to talk about here folks monster hunter stories 2 uh was released i think today just came out today uh Capcom sent me a pre-release code uh for the purpose of talking about it on this podcast which I'm doing right now literally literally, literally right, now, right now literally right now um I'm a big Monster Hunter fan you know this I think everybody on earth knows I love me some Monster Hunter I love it I've put it. so many hours that literally thousands of hours into Monster Hunter uh the core series um I played a little bit of stories Monster Hunter stories when it came out on the 3DS a million years ago but my wife uh stole it from me in a you know not a real thievery kind of way she just like <laughs> wanted to play it and took it and i never got it back yeah. And you know i moved on to something else and i forgot about it uh still love my wife there's no bad blood there so and it's all good <laughs> and i'm still um, am mad about it to this day yeah, no i'm not mad about it uh but i'm like okay cool I'm, I'm definitely up for some monster hunter i went all through monster Hunter rise loved it thought it was great and i'm like oh man i could do you know i could do some more monster stuff with stories too this is basically taking the world of monster hunter and kind of flipping it on its ear a little bit in case people don't know this is not a hunting game it's not a combat game this is an rpg it is a jrpg so you are on this island in the monster hunter world and it's like the only island where you don't hunt the monsters. You are friends with the monsters. Oh. So it's like everywhere else in the world, you're hunting these guys. You're fighting them. You're carving them up. You're getting their skins, et cetera, et cetera. That's the core series. In this island, no, no, no. You call them monsties. Literally, that's what they're called. Oh, in the game. They're, they're like besties. Monsties. Yep, exactly. You got it. So they're monsties. You hatch them out of eggs. You ride them like a like a mount. They fight beside you in JRPG style turn-based battles um and you kind of explore the world in an effort to like be friends with them which is fine it's weird because you know there's like decades of monster games where you're fighting them and they're evil monsters and you're you know struggling and all that stuff making armor out of their skin wearing their skull on your skull it's like a whole theme right Mm -hmm. Uh, and to go from that to being buddies and hugging them a little strange anyway uh, so basically that's what it is. It's like a JRPG where you have a monster as your buddy and you often are with somebody else, like a, an NPC who's with you. And then they also have their monsty. And uh, so you're very often like in a party of like, you know, four people, two monsters, two people. Uh, and you explore this Island. It's kind of a semi-open world where you're doing side quests for people. You are going into special caves to retrieve monster eggs and you bring them back to the village, hatch them, get new monster buddies. And you kind of go around and do stuff like, that um if it sounds like i am not on fire excited about this game that would be a correct observation because i gotta be honest um it's pretty grindy it's pretty slow um and i know that some people say the same thing about monster hunter but in the case of actual monster hunter it is grindy for sure but like every time you go to grind you're doing this like really exciting battle where it's like moment to moment using your weapon going toe to go against these other monsters you know, like it's up and down, like weird things can happen. Like it's very dynamic. Every time you fight a monster, it's, it's dynamically different than the last time, which is why I like it so much. Uh, but in this game, it's just like a lot of grinding in JRPG style where you're doing these turn-based battles and there's this rock, paper, scissors system. It's like speed, strength and technique. And like one of those, each one of those beats another one, right? It's like It's like, uh, you know, Rock, Rock, Paper, paper, Scissors. scissors, Yeah, exactly. So you get into a battle with a monster. And like one thing that really turns me off of this game a lot is that you are only controlling your own character. So like you can't tell your monster what to do. You can't tell your other teammates what to do. Like sometimes you can you can tell them to do like a special attack. But in general, they pick their own thing to do. Um, So like, let's say, for example, you're fighting a strength monster and you know it's a strength monster because that monster attacks you with strength attacks every single time. So you pick a speed attack because speed beats strength. Your monster will like will not do that. He will just do like whatever he feels like and often it's the wrong thing. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You've just seen that this is a strength monster five times in a row. Why are you not doing the thing that beats strength? Like your monster just does whatever they want and your 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 teammates will do whatever they want and it's very often the wrong thing. And I'm like, why? Like if it's the first time I get it. You never seen this monster, brand new monster, you're just taking a guess. You don't know what his attacks are. That makes sense. But when you fought the same fucking monster like 10 times, there's no excuse to like keep doing the wrong attack, right? It's just, it's frustrating. Mm. Um, I don't like that lack of control. I also feel like um, there's just like a lot of grinding, a lot of busy work, a lot of management of stuff that just doesn't feel really exciting or really beneficial. It's interesting because looking at Monster Hunter Rise, that is the most streamlined, the most lean and mean. Like they've taken all the busy work out of that game. Like you barely have to do anything in that game. They just want you to get into the combat and fight like as quick as possible. They've removed all the barriers. It's like a super smooth experience. In Monster Hunter uh, Stories 2, it feels like there's still a lot of busy work, like a lot of stuff to do, a lot of items to manage. Got to go back to your little stable with the monster. And it's just, I mean, honestly, I just, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Like, I just felt like I wasn't getting to the good content. It wasn't exciting. I didn't like the lack of control in battles. It's cute. Like, it looks really cute. The graphics are great. I think it looks very charming. Um, it's a real looker. But, I mean, I'm just not here for grindy JRPG stuff. And yeah. I, I got kind of tired of it after about six or eight hours. I just felt like the story wasn't really going anywhere. And I was kind of doing the same thing over and over. And I was fighting the same battles over and over. And my teammates kept doing the same stupid shit over and over. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is cool. If I was like 12, I would love this game. I'd be like, oh my god, this game is my shit. But like, as a busy 45-year-old adult who wants only the best content, I felt like there was a lot of filler. And not much killer, which is not for me.
1: Not for you, but I would also say your twelve-year-old self would still have problems with the uh, not being able to control the monsters. I mean, probably. Yeah, probably. you'd be like, "Fuck that!" And you're like twelve, going like, "Fuck that shit!" I can't. I don't know why you sound like this. Yeah, I should be able to control my monsties. Mom. They won't let me control the monsters. <laughs> uh, very, very possible. The monsties seems like they're like, "Let me just do me." I'm just trying to do my own thing over here.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And also,
1: I I got Pokemon vibes or something, kind of the way you were
0: talking. I mean, kind of. You can have up to five monsters on your team, and you can switch them out as needed. So there is a little bit of like an elemental sort of a thing, like use an ice monster against a fire monster. But it's never like devastating. Like, it's not like in Pokemon where like you yeah, you bust out Pikachu and he does a Thundershock on like, you know, some Magikarp or something and you just like annihilate him because it's like super, super overpowered, right? Like here it's like, yeah, it helps, but it's not like devastating, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just, it's like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel super exciting. It doesn't manage to get the same adrenaline going that regular Monster Hunter does. I mean, which, you know, it should, it's a JRPG, it's different, but it just kind of feels like, I don't know, just like a lot of filler, like a lot of time wasted going on here. And I just, one thing that I just don't put up with in games is is wasting my time and i feel like a lot of this is a waste of
1: time all right
0: womp, womp 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 yeah i know i was i was really excited to play this and man i i cooled off
1: on it might be the so. only monster Hunter thing you you aren't like super excited about
0: just about just about so that is monster hunter stories 2 if you like jrpgs more than i do you may want to still give it a, a look-see or if you like the monster Hunter world but you don't like monster hunter maybe this is for you also um, I love regular Monster Hunter, so this is kind of not exactly my GM. So anyway, uh, I appreciate that it exists. It is not for me. There you go. And I think that's going to do it for the show. Carlos, anything else you want to bring to the table? Well,
1: just to finish up on the Umorangi. Is that what I said right yes.
0: now? Yes, Generation. It's
1: out now, too, by the way. Like, did you say yes, that? Yes, it yeah, is. For Switch. Uh, it is totally similar to Sludge Life. So again, if if someone likes this, there's not much difference. I don't see right now on paper than sludge life besides the fart button but it does that same kind of thing it's like welcome to the shitty future where things are grimy and weird and you got to walk yes, around in first person yes, yes. that's what sludge life is so i don't know which one came first chicken or the egg sludge life or umarangi
0: but umarangi was definitely first did
1: it okay well anyways i'm gonna buy it i think i might buy it because i i enjoy what sludge life is doing but i probably will enjoy this story better it seems like you take pictures so instead of graffiti you're taking pictures And it's like there's an end-of-the-world event going on, maybe. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, And no, I have nothing else besides that.
0: Check it out. Uh, I'm waiting for it to hit a sale, but I'm definitely going to check it out. It comes very highly recommended by people who I respect. I think uh, Mike Susky was the first person who recommended it to me. He thought very highly of it. I think he did the review at Game Critics, so if you want... An in depth look at that. Our uh, text reviews up at Game Critics. I invite you to come check that out. Oh, the Mike's other, a great writer.
1: Mike is a great writer. The other thing I was going to say is the reason why I got Sludge Life originally, not only because I like the look of it, but it was published by Devolver too. And I, oh. I usually like, you know, get on board with the weird games they put out. I'm going to finish that game and just so you can show you. Because, um, the, yeah, there's talk about capitalism in it and stuff like that too. Maybe it gets better at the end or something. Uh, and then secondly, can we please call this episode Gotta Get That Sludge Life? Oh my gosh. I know the answer life. is no to that. Uh, I, I can't make any promises. That means no. I don't know. I can't make any
0: promises. Okay, all right. let's end That is the podcast. show, folks. That is the show. Before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to people who have retweeted us on Twitter. Every little bit helps. Every little bit on the social helps visibility, helps get the word out about our show. I really appreciate it. So a sincere from the heart thank you uh, to A couple of our regulars, Mick Stormkiller and Adderblack39, those guys are our go-tos. Those are our loyal soldiers. Those guys retweet us every fucking week, and I super appreciate it every week. Thank you both very much, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank Uh, you. Also, a big thank you to Matt Sainsbury. Also, a big thank you to FailGunner, Gunner, friend of mine from way back. Haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm glad to see he's still around. Thank you very much, FailGunner. And also, thank you to Scrambled Still. Brand new uh, retweeter. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, I
1: know uh, Scramble still, of course. Yeah. Thank you, you so doing? much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Really, really appreciate it. And that is going to do it for the show. Uh, as always, we'd love to get your questions and comments. Hit us up, so Video Games Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at so Video Games. But you can find us individually. Carlos, where are we directing Yo Traffic oh, this
1: week? You know where you got to go. You got to go to www. Got to get that sludge life.com. <laughs> All right. I've been waiting the whole show to do that
0: one. Have you been saving that for a while?
1: www Gotta get that. Sludgelife.com.
0: Is that a real is
1: that a real website? Let's go to it now. Let's do oh, it real geez. time. Let's see Put if it's... Put safe is. search on first. What? Why would why for that? Gotta Dude, I get I don't know, that man. SludgeLife.com. Enter. No, it's not. I can buy it though. Okay.
0: Well buy it real I'll quick. I'll buy it real quick before and then the show go goes there
1: up. and then. Gosh, yeah I'm, I'm going to do that son of a bitch cuz it's like $5 to get a domain there you go there you okay, go okay so well, you could go there it might be up by that time and you knows? can say that if you like sludge
0: life it's going to be just like a bulletin board for sludge life enthusiasts
1: dude I'm going to I'm going to finish that game and, and be able to come back and say it's good uh, youtube.com/a lot of things and also we have a new show I'm doing a lot of things tonight that's the name of the show episode 3 is up right now it's about food it's featuring my friend friend Nate doing cartoons his cartoons are fucking fantastic and wait till you see the one that's coming in episode four so please go to youtube.com slash a lot of things if you're on tiktok like me tiktok.com slash a lot of things comedy
0: excellent excellent as for me same as usual instagram and twitter it's my name b-r-a-d-g-a-l-l-a-w-a-y all a's no o's and this is going to do it for episode two four zero Thank you, folks, once again, for joining us here on the So Video Games Podcast. And we'll see you next Friday. But in the meantime, this is bye from Brad. And
1: bye from Carlos that I just got. Gotta get that slash life.com. <laughs> I just bought it. Go, go, You guys go to the website then. Because there's something going to be there.